But speaking of Christmas Eve, uh, we talked about uh, how God brought his plan together, a very, very complex plan, specifics uh, in bringing Jesus into the world and the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and how God brought that to pass, even though there is a bunch of people and circumstances and everything else that uh, uh, he, in his sovereignty, just organized it all together. And uh, he can do that for a worldwide event like that. Certainly he can handle the circumstances in our lives and bring his promises to pass. Amen. When I was thinking about plans and uh, things that we try to do, and, and sometimes they work out and sometimes they don't. A number of years ago, Kate and I were down in Florida. Our daughter was down there in, in grad school, and we went to visit. And one of our jobs that we had on the, on the docket during that time was to get her a car. Uh, she had been borrowing mine for a while, and uh, so we wanted to get her a vehicle uh, while we were down there. And let's just say, I, I'm not going to get into all of it, unless <laughs> my wife pull out her hair, but uh, I don't want to get all the details, but let's just say the process was not exactly smooth. Um, there were time delays, there were communication glitches, there were unforeseen costs, uh, yada. At one point, my wife is sitting here in a kind of sketchy uh, independent car dealer uh, watching th their television while Jen and I were out uh, with the guy. And she didn't know, am I going to be okay here <laughs> and all of that. But uh, anyway, all in all, it finally worked out and she ended up with a pretty solid vehicle that lasted her for several years. But at times... Uh, it was stressful, it was frustrating, and it was just plain crazy. And we all go through those times, don't we, in life. Uh, times when plans and expectations are nothing like we had hoped. Uh, as Robert Byrne wrote in his often quoted poem, the best laid plans of mice and men often go awry, don't they? But there is a wonderful principle in the scriptures that can make a huge difference in these difficult times. Something that can help us to navigate with a lot less stress. How many like to eliminate some stress in life? Right? I, I love that the Word of God is practical. That, that God in His goodness to us didn't just give us a set of rules uh, to obey. Uh, he's given us wisdom. He's given us life principles that when we can put these things into practice in our lives can give us a better quality of life. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So putting the word to work in our lives helps us, doesn't it? And he's a good, good father, right? He wants to help us in life. So, um, not only, though, uh, I think that applying this principle can give us less stress, give us a, a sense of peace, joy in our lives, but it also, when we're less stressed, we create less stress for the people around us too, right? So something like this can have ripple effects. 
Uh, I may have shared this with you once before, but I remember clearly one time waking up in the morning and I wasn't feeling well. You just, you open your eyes and you just, ugh, you know? And as I laid there in bed, I'm thinking about this. Oh, I feel awful. I, I, I feel awful. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm thinking about, you know, waking my wife up. So I, I just feel terrible this morning. And I thought about some of the appointments that I had that day. And I, and, and I was rehearsing in my mind, calling people and saying, I, I feel terrible. I'm not, I'm not going to make it in today. And so after all that, you know, just thinking this over and over and over and over, I don't feel good, I don't feel good. Then my mind went to the Lord, finally. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? Finally, uh, my mind goes to the Lord, and I began to pray. And as I began to pray, I immediately felt the Lord in my heart saying, have you noticed how many times in the last 15 minutes you have told yourself how awful you feel? Right? Not only telling myself, but as I'm rehearsing, telling other people. I mean, it must have been 15, 20, 30 times in that 15 minutes that I am just repeating in my mind over and over how awful I feel. And we can do that, can't we? Um, we know, scientifically speaking, and that's only because science is finally c catching up with the Bible in some of these areas, right? That our thoughts make a difference in our physical well-being. They have documented uh, that what we think up here affects us physically in a, in a lot of different ways. So I want to I uh, entitle the message this morning, That's What I Thought. That's what I thought. Because a lot of times our thoughts will bring about right, things in the physical, situations in the physical. Um, yeah, and, and not just us, okay? Again, this doesn't just affect us. How many, how many people have been made miserable by somebody else who was miserable? And have then, and then made somebody else miserable because you were miserable, because somebody else made you miserable, right? I mean, again, the ripple effects of this thing are just, can be incredible, exponential, and affect a lot of people. This is why the Bible speaks of taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ, 2 Corinthians. Right? Taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. What does that mean? Well, let me give you a for instance. You're driving down the road, okay? you're running late because the power glitched in the middle of the night and your alarm clock didn't go off at the right time. Right? So you're already stressed and now here you are going down the throughway and there are two tractor trailers side by side going up a hill, slowing down as they go, taking captive 42 cars behind them and you're one of them. Absolutely nothing you can do. How many, how many have been there, right? So what are you thinking in that situation? Please don't say it out loud in church. But <laughs> what are you thinking in that situation, right? Uh, not only thoughts toward the truck drivers themselves, especially the one in the passing lane, right? 
but also then your mind go, starts to move forward as to how this is going to ruin my day. Right? It's going to make me late. It's going to, it's going to put this between my boss and I. And, and this is going to be a problem. And I got this to do and that to do. And I'm going to get behind on all that stuff. And that's going to make this bad. And that's going to make this bad. And all this stuff. And on and on and on the mind starts to go down that road, doesn't it? Just churning out, you know, bad after bad after bad after bad. So, taking those thoughts captive means not allowing our mind to run with that. Stopping it in its tracks. Because really, it is a choice, isn't it? How, how many have, have um, thought about something and somebody brings a piece of information to us that we didn't know before and all of a sudden, everything we thought here, we now abandon for this over here. You, you ever in one of those situations? Okay, Same kind of thing. We can make a choice to stop our brain. Whoa, right? Take that thought captive, right? What a jerk. He should have saw that hill coming, right? Take that thought captive, okay? So now we have that thought that's in our brain. We take it captive, and then we make it obedient to Christ. Well, what does Christ say? Luke 6, 28, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who abuse you. What does Jesus tell me to do right now in this frustrating, aggravating situation is not to verbalize what I was thinking, but to bless. To bless them. To pray for them. So here comes this new information, if you will. And instead of verbalizing what I wanted to verbalize, I said, Lord, I bless that truck driver up there. I pray that you would bring good things into their life today. I pray that you would just, just bless them with your love and, and your grace. And, and open if they don't know you, open their eyes to salvation and, and, and your goodness, Lord. And bless their family, right? And, and start your mind going down that road. Right. And from there, you know, even as you're praying and as you're connecting with the Lord, then you say, Lord, I thank you that you promise never to leave me or forsake me. And as I go into my day today, yes, I've got this 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 trial, this this bump in the road, this uh, thing that's come against me. But you are with me and you are for me. And so, Lord, I'm going to trust you today to give me the extra that I need. Grant me, Lord, today favor with the boss. Help them to understand, you know, maybe they had a power, the power glitch was all over or whatever. But, but just grant me favor with the boss today and give me a, a, just an extra special sense of creativity and wisdom so that I can get more done today than I would have before. Right? So in going from a place of rah, 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 and that jerk, and, and this is going to make this a mess, and this a mess, and my whole day is ruined, to now I sit in a place of faith. I sit in a place of magnifying God for who He is, and His glory, and His goodness, and His power, and inviting Him into my life to do something awesome in me, 
standing in faith to trust Him to, to work in my life today. And that whole thing is turned on its end. Because I took that thought captive and I said, no, I'm not going there. I'm going here. I'm going to make that thing obedient to Christ. I'm going to do what Christ said instead of where this thing wants to go. Right? So what started out as a long chain of thoughts that just increases our stress and our frustration now becomes a place of faith. A place even that then can bring us peace. Yes, God is with me. God is for me. He promised never to leave me or forsake me. He promised to work all things together for good. So, okay, God, work this for good. So I get a sense of peace, even joy, right? Can you imagine going from being behind those truck drivers to a place of joy even while you're still going 52 in a 65, right? A place of joy. Wow. A place of anticipation. Might even turn into a, a, something of spontaneous praise to the Lord, how faithful He has been in our lives. And instead of, you know, uh, again, ram, 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 for the next 15 minutes, we might break it out in, Great is Thy faithfulness, O God my Father. Fill the car with praise. Right? See how that works? Do I always do it perfectly? No. But I'm telling you, I have done it. I remember going up my road one time uh, and, and realizing there's uh, somebody going about 28 up my road, not, not here a couple of years back, and I'm running behind for something. They're going about 28 miles an hour, and it was one of those times the Lord said, well, Maybe that's as fast as they feel safe going on this road. And if you were to, to get right on their tail like you want to, and they, you know, got fast and got in an accident, how would you feel then? You know, chill out kind of thing, right? You listen to the Holy Spirit, listen to the Lord, and change that thing. Actually, what happened, getting back to that morning that I woke up feeling lousy, as the Lord spoke to me about my thoughts that day, wanting to make a point with me, I said, okay, Lord, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what I've been saying. So how, how do you want me to change this? And, and it was basically, you know, so why don't you pray? So I prayed and I asked the Lord, Lord, would you, would you heal me? Would you touch me? Would you help me to feel better today uh, so that I can, you know, get going? And so even as that that wave of physical sickness, right? You, you, you know how that feels, came over me and, and I'm wanting to in my brain or even out of my mouth say, oh, I feel terrible. I changed that. And instead of saying what, telling myself how bad I thought, I said, you know, I am trusting Almighty God has heard my prayer and is working on my behalf. And I must have said that another 30 times in the next 10 minutes. I'm trusting God with this. I'm trusting God with this. Within an hour, I was up, dressed, and on my way into work. Not that that happens absolutely every time that way, but I think God was making a point with me. Take 
those thoughts captive. Don't just let your brain run. This is how things like revenge happen, right? Somebody uh, does us wrong, you know, verbally, physically, whatever, and what do we do? The brain just goes, before you know it, we're into revenge and stuff like that, that again has very negative consequences for us and everybody else. So, we can, at the very least, switch from letting our thoughts drag us down and we can come to a place of faith because we're getting off of our stuff and onto Christ's stuff, onto truths from his word. He will not leave me. He will not forsake me. He will work all things together for good, right? All those kinds of things that we can switch our thoughts to. Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. It's just a part of it. But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Frustrations, aggravations are going to be there. They're always going to be there, a part of life on, a, on an imperfect world. Um, and our relationship with God does not change that. But what it does change is who we are in those situations and what the ultimate outcome will be because he has promised to work all things together for good in our lives, hasn't he? So if that's true, then why not focus on what's true, right? Why not focus on that truth instead of, oh man, this is going to mess up my whole day. We have a choice. Come to a fork in the road. And if we're, if we're meditating on what, um, on God's Word, uh, if we're thinking about truths like this that we've learned in Scripture, then we're already in a better place when the tribulation comes. Okay? We, can, we can do this proactively. We don't have to be in the situation and then get hit with it and... and always have to make that switch, we can already, as we're driving to work, be meditating on these truths, right? So that we're, we're already in that place of faith, already in that place of joy when that truck moves over and, okay, <laughs> you're not going to get me, right? So we can do this proactively. That's why Philippians chapter 4 Verse 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. Don't just let our minds wander. Don't let that... I mean, some people are more optimists than others. But a lot of us have a bent towards worry, a bent towards um, thinking the negative, thinking the negative outcome. Okay? And if we, just, if we don't do anything about it, that's the, that's the direction our minds go. Right? But what does the Bible say? Think upon these things. Keep our minds there 
so that when the tribulation comes, when the frustration comes, when the aggravation comes, when somebody opens their mouth and just, you know, with that sharp tongue, we're already in a place to say, you know what? God's with me. God's for me. They're not, they're not going to destroy my reputation. They're not, they're not going to steal my joy. That, that reminds me of a song. <laughs> Nothing going to steal my joy, right? So many thoughts come into our minds all day long. Thoughts about situations, thoughts about other people, thoughts about ourselves, thoughts about our own well-being. With God's help, we can take this wisdom from His Word that He's given us and begin to work on this thing. Keeping it where we should be keeping it. On the truths of His Word. On, on, as we talked about Christmas Eve, those great and precious promises. I, I always tell people, if you're going through a tough time, I love to go through the Psalms. Because here is David. And, and I love the fact, you know, we, we think a lot of David, don't we? As, as, a, as a man of faith, as a man with, with a very close and intimate relationship with God. And yet, when I look at the Psalms, I see him in some really tough situations. And yet, in the midst of those, he's, he's very real with his emotions and what he's feeling. And then he, he, he usually comes to the end of that Psalm and says, and yet I will praise him. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and Him will I trust. He's my buckler, the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and so shall I be saved from my enemies. See how he does that? Going from a place of how many are, are, are there against me and rising up against me, and they're saying not even God can help me, but You, O Lord, are a shield for me. You are my glory. You are the lifter of my head. How He changes that thing around to a place of praise and expectation. And if we look at the life of David, how often God stepped in supernaturally and helped him through. Amen? That's what He wants to do for us. Bring us to that place of faith. Bring us to that place of expectation. Bring us to that place of looking to Him and His blessing in our lives versus looking at all these other things and how they can drag us down. So, let's get this thing in the book. Let's get this thing into some of those psalms and hymns and spiritual songs encouraging uh, ourselves, even in our thought lives, and uh, see what God will do through that, not only for us, but our families, our workplaces, our church. You know, positivity spreads positivity too. Amen? So let's, let's be a force for joy and for hope and all those good things. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank You for Your Word. It's practical. It meets us right where we're at. Thank You, Lord, in Your great love for us that You give us these principles. You give us these truths, Lord, giving You an opportunity to show Yourself strong in our lives. And uh, 
giving everybody else the opportunity to see the reality of a relationship with the living God. So Holy Spirit, you're, you're with us. You, you live in us. When we, when we receive Christ, you're the one who is our, our mentor, our guide. And we pray, Lord, even this week, even this week, that you would remind us, that you would uh, draw us into your word, that you would draw our thoughts onto those precious promises of yours. And uh, if we do get into frustrating, aggravating situations, Lord, remind us that we can take those thoughts captive and center them on you. And you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Thank you, Lord, for your grace in our lives. We give you the praise and the honor. Through Jesus we pray. All God's family said, Amen and Amen.